black women travel way beyond the extent that I thought. Um, I've only run into a handful of black families, mm-hmm. but I have a solid group of black ladies who are my friends who are traveling um, as individuals on their own. And so, you know, it makes me feel really empowered on their behalf. So I'm like, get it, girls. Like, they are really doing it out here around mm-hmm. the world. And so it was to them that I look forward to build that uh, extended family here. And so they've helped out with childcare and babysitting nights and, and just tips to help me be able to feel uh, more grounded here in the local communities. From somewhere around the world, welcome to the Black Women Travel Podcast. Hi, my name is Wanda Duncan, and I'm so glad you're joining me as we explore the paths of Black women who've made travel a large part of their lives. Welcome to the show. Can you please introduce yourself? Tell us your name, uh, where you're from, what your business is, and yeah, where you are right now. Awesome. Hi, I am Dawn from the East Coast of the United States, currently located in Penang, Malaysia. So happy to be here talking with you on this beautiful sunny day. I work in the field of education technology and that allows me currently to be able to work and live there. And so here I am, happy to be with you. Yay. So tell us about your work with education technology. So this is a business that you started yourself while you were in the States. Yes, I originally began my career in education as a classroom teacher, and then I began to work in education policy and uh, working with local unions. And ultimately, I landed in a realm that's a mix between business and industry, which I love. Mm -hmm. Uh, My undergraduate degree is in education, my postgraduate's uh, MBA um, in business administration. And so this is a blend of the two, Mm -hmm. Uh, being able to use technology to be able to support educators and policy decision makers. I worked in the field for a number of years and an opportunity came along um, to allow me to be able to start my own business. And part of that was being here in Penang Mm -hmm. allowed me to be a bit more relaxed and the lower Um. cost of living allowed our family to be able to make that decision that okay, we can now finally afford for me to go out and start this endeavor. Oh, I see. That is, so how has it been? Um, you, uh, you the, okay. The transition has been easier than I ever imagined. I am not a morning person, so <laughs> it works great for me to be able to work at night and to be able to service our U.S.-based customers. And again, with the cost of living being a lot lower, my stress level is lower because mm-hmm. I do have two kids and thinking about all the financial responsibilities we had back in the U.S. that we don't have here or that are much lower allows me to be able to focus more of my mental energies on the business. So tell me, so tell me what your process was like. Was it, okay, 
we have to leave because <laughs> I, I can't breathe. Or was it, let's just try this out. And it's like, oh, well, actually, I could do this now that I can breathe. I think it was a mixture of all of the above. It okay. actually started um, with our first child. Uh, we had planned on moving to Mexico. Uh, oh. We thought it would be a great place that's close to the U.S., but still allows us to live abroad, allows my son to be immersed in another language, in another culture, and a lower cost of living. And right. so we went down, we picked out a place, we signed a lease, and we came back with a stowaway, and I was <laughs> pregnant with my daughter. Not in the plans at all. We were a one and done family. Yeah. Um, so I guess we were just a little too relaxed while we were down there. So at this point, it's the height of Zika, and so it just was um, not a place for a pregnant woman to be able to travel. That it wasn't a risk that we wanted to take. So we stayed in the U.S. until um, my daughter was a little bit older, and then we started talking again. We we're like, hey. We had this great plan. Now we're going to have two kids in daycare. This is more than our mortgage. This is not something we want to do. And so our trusty friend Google helped us out. <laughs> I put in, where was there a place with lower cost of living, mm -hmm. warm climate, because mm -hmm. I like warm climate, um, good education and healthcare, of course, having mm -hmm. little ones. And at this point, my son was in a Chinese preschool and we had a nanny from Taiwan. So we thought, okay, well, let's throw in Asian countries as a factor. And funny enough, Malaysia kept popping up, mm -hmm. in particular, as a great place for Americans to retire. And mm -hmm. we were like, oh, we're not old, but if retirees can handle it, certainly we should be able to. And yes, I know that in Malaysia, they speak Malay, but in this one area of Penang, an island off the coast of the mainland, had a huge Chinese population. Mm -hmm. So lots of Mandarin speakers. So it ticked off all the boxes. And that's how we got here. One, the financial pressures. Two, wanting to immerse our children in a different culture. And at the time, I was still working for a U.S. firm. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't decided to start my own company yet. But it, once we got here and we were relaxed and we were comfortable and the lower cost of living, again, it allowed that opportunity to flourish. So that's how we ended up in Penang. And yes, half my family thought, you are completely crazy. What are you doing? And the other half are like, oh, this is so exciting. You should definitely do it while the kids are young. And the other factor was my husband happens to be working remotely um, as well. And mm -hmm. this is the first time that we've both been remote in our professional careers at the same time. Oh, so I see. another influencing factor to do it now. Ha have you worked remotely before in your career? I have. I was a virtual public school teacher, oh. um, but my husband was in an office environment at right. the time. And then I went back to a, a, a traditional office and right. he was working remotely. Okay. Okay. I see. And the desire to travel came from the both of you then? Yeah. Yeah. From the time we started dating, we, mm -hmm. we were both very interested in travel and we did that a lot. Never did we think at that time that we would live abroad, but we okay. did like to get away as often as possible. And I think I probably originally caught a true travel bug mm -hmm. when I was maybe 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. My mom took me to Hawaii for Christmas and it was my first plane ride. And coming from the East Coast all the whole way to oh, Hawaii, yeah. that was a real experience. 
particularly never having been on a plane before. Right, right. So after that, I think I had the incurable travel disease and it was on from there. We had been on lots of local trips, local states, car rides, but not until then did I really have that true travel experience. And my husband's family has a military background, so mm-hmm. he's traveled all his life. Okay. So once we got together, you know, any break that we had at the same time and we both had money, let's go. Yeah, yeah. So your your family like kind of instilled that in you. You said they you grew up traveling quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So my mom was definitely open to traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad didn't start flying with us as a family until I was an adult. Um, okay. Once he started, he did enjoy it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, half my family is very into traveling. Okay. Uh, the other half of my family, not so much. My godmother, my godparents are in their 80s, and my mom, godmother was like, I'm coming over. As soon as your sister comes, I'm coming. I went to China recently, so I can make that flight. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's very interesting to see the span of travel and who travels. I come from a very large extended family so, okay so it, it's very interesting to hear the one sector of the family try to influence the other sector who doesn't travel yet to try to get them out and about so when you were making the decision to travel um did, did they have the same reaction when you went to mexico half was on half was off um i i think they could be a little bit more um i think they were a little bit more supportive of mexico because oh. they were still like you know Do you have to? But it's not that far from the East Coast, a two-hour flight. Many of them had traveled there before. So uh, we have taken group vacations there. So I think they were a little more open. When we came back with Asia, they were like, whoa. Boring. (laughs) Yes, yes. One, how did you land on that country, as I've told you all before, how we decided upon it? And and two, they're like, that flight is just too long, just probably won't be coming to visit you. We have our (laughs) hardcore um, small group that, you know, they're ready and down to go anywhere and everywhere. But everyone else is like, send me a postcard. (laughs) (laughs) Not coming to see you. I'll catch you on Facebook. Exactly. And some of my family asked me as if I've been sent to prison. Well, how much longer, how much more time do you have over there? (laughs) Like, it's not a sentence. This is by choice. All right. Has it has it caused any stress in your relationships with the family? Since uh, it seems pretty so tight knit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so much. I mean, thanks to the advent of technology, uh, you know, the FaceTimes and and Skypes of the worlds, we're we're able to be in contact. And the grandparents are much much more onto technology now, just so yes. they can talk to the kids. Yeah, they could care less about myself and my husband. <laughs> but as long as they talk not to the sure. grandbabies, they're good. <laughs> I just find that people react uh, or they're not able to keep up as, I don't know, as warmly with even with technology. Like it's just not the same. And then like everybody doesn't communicate the same. Some people are texters. Some people like have never made a phone call in their entire life. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> exactly. like, you, like you would think so. So like yes, uh, sometimes I do have it multiple can. Multiple phones, multiple accounts trying to meet everybody's communication needs. I'll ah, yeah. you where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> so has being in Malaysia and then your kids are in school here, 
has that impacted your work and how you think of education? Um, well, first I can say that I wasted a lot of time, I mean months, stressing about this transition and what yeah. we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Should we be exposing our kids in this way at this time in their lives? Coming here has been a major blessing. The first oh, thing, wow. of course, I was concerned about was their education and their overall well-being. Yeah. So as far as schools, we took a tours of a lot of schools, local preschools, international preschools, and we decided to put them in a local preschool so they could have the greatest immersive environment. Mm -hmm. um, at their school, they learn Bahasa, which is the local language. Mm -hmm. They learn uh, British English. So some of the words are quite <laughs> funny hearing uh -huh. my two-year-old who was really just talking, learning to talk well, right. pick up some of her British idiosyncrasies. Miss Brooke Brookie, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, they also learn Mandarin. Uh, They're very well taken care of in schools. They receive home cooked meals. There is a cook in the kitchen all day for wow. all of their meals. Yeah, yeah. They receive bath time. They wear uniforms. Uh, so as far as educational standards, th I, I think they are very much on par, if not exceeding their U.S. counterparts at this yeah. age. Um, healthcare has been great. Of course, with little ones, you will find yourselves in the doctor's office yeah. often and regular. Uh, the doctors here are very caring. Uh, they do follow-up calls, emails, texts. I can send pictures. What's wrong with this kid? Um, you know, they'll give a virtual diagnosis, no charge. Um, and the healthcare again, uh, our copay for our American health insurance mm -hmm. was more quite often than just paying the doctor bill mm -hmm. out of pocket. Yep. Um, so that's something that we've learned and are appreciative of once we arrived here. So as far as their transition, it has been fine. Kids are very resilient. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my biggest stressor once we were on the ground, even after I got them in school, was what if mommy and daddy want to have fun time outside of school hours? trying okay. to find a child care babysitter that we yeah. can trust. Luckily, we were able to do that based on our network of friends here. And let me tell you, black women travel way beyond the extent that I thought. Um, I've only run into a handful of black families, mm -hmm. but I have a solid group of black ladies who are my friends who are traveling um, as individuals on their own. And so, you know, it makes me feel really empowered on their behalf. So I'm like, get it, girls. Like, they are really doing it out here around mm -hmm. the world. And so it was to them that I look forward to build that uh, extended family here. And so they've helped out with childcare and babysitting nights and, and just tips to help me be able to feel uh, more grounded here in the local communities. Mm -hmm. Was that important to you to be around Black people? Absolutely. I have even chased down women in the malls who have now become some of my closest friends. I think I, obviously I wanted to keep the connection to my heritage and to folks that have had similar life experiences as right. mine. Um, just to just to sometimes debrief and just vent. Um, relate, right? A lovely environment. <laughs> but yes, you want someone who can relate, who has a tip that knows somebody that can do my hair or where I can get a product that I need. Um, that, so that knows what knows what fifty eleven mean. 
Yes, yes, yes. So not not fifty eleven, but fifty eleven. So yes, I do have that bond, and when I send photos home of these outings or lunches or activities that I'm doing with. Uh, my kin folks, my family's like, oh my gosh, didn't even know that was possible. And I was like, neither did I, but so glad <laughs> it is. Making it work. <laughs> yes. Tell me, so from your exposure um, with your children being in the school system and seeing how the school system works here, or even just seeing how things are different here, you were talking about healthcare and having um, your copay, aside from having to pay a monthly premium. And mm-hmm. here, like, you could just go straight to the doctor, pay them, and, like, I don't know if you have insurance, like, a, an insurance plan, but, like, it's not as needed, like, in right. other countries. So, like, education, healthcare, has it expanded your thinking on the work that you do? Uh, absolutely. So, it makes me think about how can we build capacity in the location in which you're at? And that Mm -hmm. the Western way isn't necessarily the best way. Mm -hmm, And and how can you meld the two? So I think it has definitely opened my eyes in the consultations. One, how I go about them. And two, the recommendations that I make, Mm. policymakers, um, about best practices and how to work with children and the whole child um, to make sure that your education system is top notch no matter where you're at in the world. Yeah. Wow, that's really powerful. Thank you. So it's, it's been a good professional development experience for myself as well, uh, yeah. being here. And it's even uh, motivated me to think about applying to PhD programs. Oh, really? So that, 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 yes, that's a big step for me. I, I am a strong, staunch advocate of mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily want to go back to school myself. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I have the room to breathe and yeah. in the body of professionals that are currently surrounding me mm-hmm. um, are, are, motiv- are a motivating factor in exploring that decision. What would you get your um, PhD in? Um, educational policy and research. Mm-hmm. So expanding upon the work and the knowledge that we do to look at different systems Mm-hmm. Um, different variations of systems to right. be able to support the continuous growth of student achievement. Wow. So you were talking about wanting to, um, you said even after you got on the ground and you got the kids in school, you were trying to like figure things out for yourself in terms of like, how is this going to be possible? Like, what is my life? Did I make the right decision? Absolutely. I think I, I think I said some of the things you said, but yeah, <laughs> those, those weren't your words. Natural community. Once they get into school, they have their friends, and so they have a natural network for playdates and 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 building relationships. But as a couple, we're just like, okay, so what are we doing now? I have these wonderful hours if I'm not sleeping because that is one of my self care practices. Get as much sleep as possible. So yeah. as soon as my little ones are out the door, usually back to bed I go. <laughs> and then I decide to venture out around or a little after lunchtime. So I had to go about making my own network of friends, both uh, my Black Girl Magic group, as well as locals and other expats, so that I would 
actually have a life for myself, a social life, um, independent of work. So we now have lots of time during the day at much lower cost. My husband and I can do day dates and go to lunch and a movie. I can go out with my girlfriends. We can go shopping. And and so finding that work-life balance uh, outside of the kids, you know, we're taking care of them, but how are we taking care of ourselves? Yeah. Are we enjoying this new space and place we call home? So with less pressure and like less noise, a lot of times like that makes, um, (laughs) how do I put this? That, That makes the time spent with your partner it can make it more intense. Like people sometimes fall apart <laughs> when they travel together. Not that this is the first time. This is done. true. This is true. This is true. Yeah. We wonder about, you know, okay, I'm seeing way more of you than I ever have. Right. But so, now we've gotten into our own routine. Now that after, the, I think it took a month or two for yeah. me to feel confident going out, venturing out on my own own um getting in a grab by myself without my man with me to quote unquote protect me um so once i got over that hurdle i I think we were good he found his crew Mm -hmm. of folks both professionally and personally that he would spend time with as well as myself so we come together when we want to do something together or we want to interact and and go out to eat or or do uh, or go for a walk on the beach but we also have our own individual and separate groups that we can hang out with so it's not so much of oh my god you're in my face all the time <laughs> <laughs> we have our own lives separate and apart from each other but you know we spend time together we go out on couple outings with other couples that we've met as well yeah. so it, it's working for us are there any um hobbies or interests that you've picked up that like aren't related to your work um not necessarily that i picked up but yeah. definitely expanded upon okay spa time here is amazing hello one because it is so plentiful and two because of the much lower cost so Talk about it. Got to have the massages and the facials and the reflexology, but also um, continuing to travel. But now doing it, doing it as a larger family unit, right. traveling with the kids. They know what it means now to go to the airport and to get on the plane. Uh, we've been to Hong Kong and Phuket and Ho Chi Minh and the beaches of Da Nang. So they get it now. And now they ask from our balconies. We can see ships. They're like, ah, we need to get on the cruise ship, mommy. We have to get on the cruise ship. So now they're putting in requests for what our next family <laughs> vacations will be. Be it good, bad, or indifferent. I'm not sure yet. Check back in with me in another year or so. All right. But it, it, but it is nice to be able to easily travel around the region to other countries and see the variations mm-hmm. of Asian culture. Um, and to be able to see it through the eyes of our kids who are super excited. And the fact that we can see their intellectual growth. Um, is, is, is very rewarding as a parent. Um, do they travel well? Like, because um, yes. they are children, so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. These kids currently are amazing, even on our trips back to the U.S. Yeah. They get their technology, they get their snack, 
They may talk to each other for a little while. They may not. <laughs> what did they be talking? What did they be talking about? What is that baby talk? Exactly. You exactly. Don't you know, touch my stuff. You touch my stuff. Right. We need to talk about what's happening on the screen. You know, do we want to play the same game? There may be other kids aboard the flight or whatever <laughs> mode of communication. Are they filling them or not? Yeah. So far, they have been amazing travelers. Um, and exceeds my wildest dreams. Um, and because now they've been doing it so regularly, mm-hmm. uh, my daughter isn't three yet. Um, right. We plan to take her to Hong Kong Disneyland next month oh. for her third birthday. Oh, it's her birthday next it. month. Yes, 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 yes. She will be three. She's a Leo. <laughs> She's a mess is what she is. <laughs> but they know how to act in airport lounges or how to stand in queue which happens a lot in Asia. You stand in line for everything. Unless you Asian in which you just (laughs) jump in front of everybody. I guess that's besides the point. (laughs) Besides the point, besides the point. And um, they're learning how to deal with their quote-unquote rock star celebrity status. This I was not prepared for. Right. Um, Talk about that. black kids and if my child is wearing her hair out and her puff Mm -hmm. or even in the braids. Everybody wants to touch her and hug mm-hmm. her and take a picture of her. That I was not prepared for some random stranger to just come up and take my kid out of my hands and hug him and give him back. Like, what just happened here? <laughs> so those have been transition points for me as an yeah. individual, as a parent, and as a black woman. What are you doing? Give me my kid. <laughs> but they take it all in stride and some days they're feeling it. Other days, there are no words. They have no words for these people so you never know what you're going to get with kids but overall I I am proud of them and pleased with how they're able to interact and to integrate into various cultures and societies Um, as they're getting older and you're watching their relationship form as brother and sister like I guess it may be hard to kind of tell if being in a place where maybe they don't see as many black kids. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how it's shaping their relationship with each other and how they're relating to other kids of a different culture. Like, I'm sure they're fine, but like, are yeah. they asking any questions yet? Because well, they they're still super young. Yeah, yeah. They have definitely bonded being here. Back in the U.S., they had their own rooms. They had their own spaces. When we first moved here, it was really important to my husband that they get closer. So they had twin beds in the same room, and I thought that was going to be a nightmare. But it ended up being awesome, and they loved it. So when we moved to a bigger apartment so that they could have their own rooms, guess what? They ended up back in the same room together. I'm like, what mm. is this? Because mm-hmm. they had gotten so used to that time at night where they could just interact and play with each other and I guess decompress. Um, oh, okay. Just this past week, they were out playing and there were some other black kids, not from America, but they were black. Mm-hmm. And when we got home that night, my four-year-old said, mommy, daddy, we had so much fun playing with our cousins. Just oh, for wow. the simple fact that they look like them, to them, they had to be family because there's not these other black people around. So those kids must be my family. Oh, so wow. that was sweet and interesting all at the same time that 
their natural reactions were, these are my cousins. And right. they felt very comfortable. Um, they have made plenty of friends from yeah. other places and they interact well. But I do think they still have a special spot in their heart for other kids that look like them. And that they notice and can appreciate it. That's very interesting. It must be like really cool to be able to like have more time with them. I I see a lot of the ladies um, that I speak to who are on the cusp of trying to start this type of lifestyle. That's a main reason a lot of them want to be able to spend more time with their kids. And I can, I can honestly say hours in a week, we actually have less face-to-face time with them than we did in the U.S. Really? But tenfold quality time. Tenfold our quality time is much greater. Um, In the U.S., my daughter was not in a school setting yet. Mm -hmm. And my son went to half day. Mm -hmm. But with the work and the pressures of life there, you know, it was just hurry up, get in the car, let's go here, get your dinner, go to bed, blah, 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 blah. And you weren't really appreciating your children. Here, they do go to school from nine to six. I know, I know, but it's fabulous. It works well for us as a family because my husband and I get our rest time, get our work time if we need to work during the day and get our couple time while they're in school. But on the weekends, it's all about family. Rarely do we interact with others outside of our family unless it's a family play date with another family. Okay. So for 48 hours straight plus, it's all about the kids going Mm -hmm. on different excursions with them or traveling or doing activities um, in the neighborhood. So because we're not too exhausted. Right. Or after the work week, we were too exhausted to do anything. And I was like, okay, well, you want to watch a movie? <laughs> you know, after breakfast, go back and take a nap. But yeah. now we have so much more time and we can really appreciate um, them, be it a good day or a bad day. Yeah. It's just wonderful to see them grow and to be able to explore activities that interest them. My son loves to ride the public bus. Yeah. In the U.S., where we live, we never rode the bus. Like, no, yeah, we're not doing that. It's not even safe. But here, you know, <laughs> we get to ride the bus. We get to talk about what we saw. He loves pointing out temples and yeah. And so it's a great. And they have a free bus here. So uh, on the bus every now and again. So th- those are wonderful opportunities that we have. The connection was breaking up just a little bit, but I I'm believe. I'm so I, sorry. Oh no, I think I think it's me actually. But um, I think what you just said was that he loves pointing things out on the bus, and there's even a free bus there. Yes, yes, yes. So it could be a temple or something that he's seen at school that he's learned about in a book. And so it's a wonderful opportunity, again, for us to interact with the local culture because lots of locals are on the bus and then they see us. So that sparks conversation. Yeah, of course. Um, he's, (laughs) He's great. He is definitely, um, gifted in navigation. 
So after he's done around a time or two, now he knows where the bus is going. And if there's a new stop, he is very quick to point out, wait, hey, hey, what's going on here? Right. <laughs> it's like, does this guy and know his job? Yes, 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 yes. Because yes. <laughs> I can tell him mm-hmm. which way we're supposed to go. And right across the street from our and neighborhood, there is a free bus. Um, so we can just hop on the free bus and go to local areas or go to the mall. So that's a great uh, activity for the weekend because mm-hmm. if it's free, it's for me. Even though I like luxury for less and I love my creature comforts, I also like to splurge on a baby budget. So this is a great country to be able to do that. Um, I know that a lot of the kids in Malaysia, they are busy, like super busy, particularly when it comes to school. Parents enroll them in like extra classes, like um, supplementary classes in the evening and on the weekends. Um and and they do like a whole bunch of other stuff, gymnastics and, you know, uh, music lessons, all types of stuff. Um, has Have you felt any pressure to put your kids in more schooling? Um, I don't know that I felt pressure. I've always in my mind wanted to be one of those tiger moms. So I'm in the perfect environment to do that. Yes, you are. Get those claws out. <laughs> I have drawn the line at weekends because I do want to protect that time with the kids. Mm-hmm. But during the week, it's actually built into their particular school. Yeah. And so that was another reason for choosing. Um, they have art class as extra enrichment class. Mm -hmm. They have extra Mandarin Chinese classes that they take. Um, They are in a brain development class. And we just recently did parent-teacher conferences. And I was overwhelmed in a good way that I had no idea my children had so many teachers, so many instructors. (laughs) I didn't even know at the time that my son was in the local Bahasa Malay class. Mm -hmm. But the one class that really stuck out to me that is an extra enrichment class is their brain development class. Mm -hmm. They work on memorization, speed reading. Hello, my child is just learning how to read, much less to do it at a speedy pace. Right. Um, and, And so some of the skills and the executive functioning that the kids here are working on, even as an educator, blew me away. Yeah. And so I am so excited that he has the opportunities to learn such things. So, oh, and my daughter's favorite extracurricular is speech and drama. So maybe she's going to go off to be an <laughs> actress. But that yes, is ma'am. her deal. <laughs> so yes, they really are involved with a lot of these extracurricular activities. Um, and hence, while they're in school till six o'clock, because they have all these after-school programs um, that they participate in. But again, all of those activities, classes, and childcare fees combined is a quarter of what we paid for one child wow. back in the U.S. So people do ask, do you plan on coming back home? I say yes, of course. We have an extended family. We have aging parents. But certainly it won't be before our two-year-old is out of daycare. <laughs> Yeah. It would almost become unaffordable to do all yeah. activities and childcare back in the U.S. So once they get to kindergarten year one, then we may consider the transition. But right now it's going so well, my motivation is pretty low to do so. Yeah, understandably. Your financial motivation at the very least. Exactly. At which the very which least. eats into your energy as like a human being. So 
there's that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my spirits are much better. I think my skin is clearing up. Come through. <laughs> I can't imagine you so with bad skin. But okay. <laughs> not I mean, so go stress. off. And I've even lost weight despite the amount of food that I eat here. So it's been a good environment all around. So talk to me a little bit more about that. Are you, it sounds like you're saying you're able to juggle the different hats that you wear better, being a better you, a better partner, a better mom, a better business person, like, Absolutely. is that fair to say all around? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I got my Mary Poppins going on. I Come mean, through, I feel like, carpet bag. <laughs> I feel like everything is working right now. Fingers crossed. Thank the Lord. You know, I don't want to jinx anything. But, Why do we do that? I hate it when we do that. <laughs> I, you know, you know I, I, I just want to keep my positive energy out yeah. in the universe. And so, you know, I, I, it, I am very, very happy. I, I am happy that my kids are happy that they're well fed because I'm not a great cook, but apparently they love to cook at the school so much so <laughs> that they're not trying to have my Western food anymore. They want their noodles and their fish balls and their yeah. biscuits. Okay. Okay. Whatever's <laughs> going to keep you all fed and, 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 and healthy. Um, my son had terrible um, asthma and allergy related conditions in the U S hmm. none of that here. Um, he's a healthy young man here. Um, my husband is now back in the gym, you know, looking all fit. And because <laughs> I am afraid to drive because of all the motorbikes. I do yeah. a lot more walking than I ever did in the U.S. Yeah. So I'm able to maintain um, my clothing size despite Your all the food slim that I'm thick. stuffing in. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Slim, slim thick slim figure. Thick, I tell you. I, I, and I'm, even the little booties coming back. So all is well. All is well here. So you talked a little bit about taking care of yourself through your spa time, your youth Uh-oh, time. Lose connection. Oh no, I can hear you. You can't hear me. Hear me. Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I, I could hear you the I, whole I could time. I hear you the whole time. Yes, I can. Okay. Oh, so, but there's a bit um, of a yes. echo. So balance is balance is as well here. No complaints. Um talking about your self-care practices, you were saying that, saying you, that you go to go the to spa. spa. You Yes. You, What else did you say? <laughs> that echo is good. I like to go shopping. I love eating out here. And I know it is a creature comfort, but they have these things called set meals. And you get a drink and you get your main meal. And you may get a dessert or salad all for one low price. So I have made it my mission to find the fanciest, best set meals that are all under or at 20 ringgit which is about five U.S. dollars. And I'm talking lamb chops, pasta, salmon. So, you know, not just like your little burger meal, but this is real food for $5 or less. So that's my splurge once or twice a week. Mm, That's really nice. Um, It really is. (laughs) as, As someone who loves food as well, that is really nice. It's like, it's almost like a little adventure too, like hunting it down and like, oh, this yes. is it. I'm coming back here and like yes, looking yes, for yes. new places too. That and then finding cool. out where do I want to take my girl squad back to because I found a new place. Right. So I think the next environment that I have to conquer 
and you may be the one to help me to do that, is the night scene. <laughs> I don't get out too much at night, mm-hmm. but, you know, the hubby can stay in and I can go out and party. So that's my next great frontier, um, conquering the night scene here in Penang. Sooner than later. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, are there any, I don't know if you are a music fan or a poetry fan, but I like to ask, are there any song lyrics or poems, uh, poem poems that are speaking to you right now? Okay, so sadly not. I mm. love music, but in the U.S. I only listened to music when I was in the car and it was whatever was playing on the radio. Yeah. I'm not one to have downloads or things on my phone. So yeah. since I don't drive here, I really don't listen to music unless Again, I just happen to be in a car grab. I do enjoy hearing very, very, very American songs and especially <laughs> when it crosses over into the hip hop genre. Yeah. On the radio. Um, while I'm with this Islamic driver, like it just blows my mind. So that's yeah. and it makes me smile. <laughs> so in that way, music speaks to me, or if I hear a hardcore rap song um playing in a fancy jewelry store. Uh, The dichotomy just really throws me. (laughs) It is wild, right? I'll be like, how do you people even know this song? Like, how did this get over here? Yes. So that entertains me. Um, And uh, and related to that for the entertainment genres, I do love going to the movies here. And the fact that the movies are in English with local subtitles. Yeah. (laughs) like, don't you get to hear your movie in your own language? So we do enjoy doing that as well. <laughs> um, whenever you're exploring a new place, so uh, like when you went to Hong Kong or Phuket or what have you, is there any type of way that you like to explore with yes. you and your family? Yes, first I have to start by booking a very nice resort, hotel, homestay, because again, I do enjoy my creature comforts. Yeah. And... And so I have to make sure that my home base is very pleasant to me. And right. from there, we typically start with the kids. Um, interesting places that the kids would want to go or that other families have recommended. And then we try to split the evening hours so that if my husband wants to go do something or if I want to go do something, um, we, we've explored some of those areas. But to really get to know the local folks, Usually we do it through food. Yeah. Um, if we're at a local restaurant, that's typically going to draw some attention. And then we spark up conversations from there. Uh-huh. So that's, that's usually my path. Now, my husband's a bit more adventurous in his path. And when it, if we're somewhere that we can drive cars, because not all countries allow us to, but if we're somewhere that we can drive a car, he definitely wants to get a car and really go out and explore off the beaten path and away from the tourist areas. Okay. And are you clutching by the side or? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and in all my prayers, yes, yes, yes. I am very active of such things. But so far, it has all worked out well, and everybody's good. So I guess we'll continue <laughs> on that path. Have you found that being being a woman and being Black has impacted you in your travels? Um, not so much, or maybe way less than what I thought. Okay. Often, 
being a black woman were either a novelty or they just don't notice because they have their own interracial issues going on or intercultural issues here in mm-hmm. Malaysia. It's the Chinese versus the Indians versus the local Malay. So they don't have time to worry about what's going on in my black American experience. Mm. And so often I am welcome. Um, I have obviously seen um, some differences uh, for my husband as a black male. Okay. Um, be it fear factor or just the sheer interest in who you are as a person. Okay. Or your size being much different than some others. Um, or automatically thinking that you have to be from Africa. And there is no possible way that you as a black man could be from anywhere Anywhere else. else. Yeah. <laughs> so that experience, um, experience, I think I've had a very pleasant experience and most people are helpful and warm or just extremely interested and curious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, to clarify, I think oh, go yes. ahead. I would just say I think after having that experience, I would tell all black women to give it a try. If there's somewhere in the world that you want to go, go. If it doesn't work out, you can always come back home. Go. Yes, absolutely. That is the message. Try it. See if it's for you. Because that's the only way you're really going to know, right? Absolutely. Everybody has their own experiences. Even people that seemingly on paper or like you, they may still have a very different experience once they're on the ground. So Mm -hmm. I I would say, check it out. Again, I say that I stressed way too long before making this decision um, that it was just time wasted. Were there anything and was there anything in particular that you did to help settle your mind as you were making these decisions? Lots and lots and lots of research. I had Google Sheets full of places to eat, childcare, groups to get to know, healthcare, every embassy, um, an emergency phone number you could ever imagine. Uh, I had the kids take all these vaccinations that at the end they mm. probably didn't need. But it mm-hmm. settled my mind to make yeah. sure that they didn't get some rare tropical disease. Um, and, and, and talking to folks who have been there, done that, we actually made friends with two couples before we even arrived here because we spoke so much online and, and, and through video chats uh, to try to get a good feel for where we were going. So you just addressed your fears, basically. You were just like, what am I scared of? Okay, let me figure out if this is a real thing to be scared of or not. Absolutely. And just try to be as knowledgeable as possible. Yeah. I mean, obviously, nothing's going to top the actual experience of being here and doing it. But as much as I could know before I arrived, I really took that uh, route to be able to try to figure it out as best I could. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's excellent. I love that. So many people just like uh, try to push it to the side. And I think that's why so many people don't take action on the things that they really want to do. They're not addressing their very real concerns. Absolutely. Um, 
you, um, I talk about travel style because everybody seems to have kind of a different style. So you like to be based in a country and then you'll just take trips and explore other places from where you're based. Absolutely. And I think okay. that has to do for the need for stability for the kids. Yeah. So they're not sleeping in a different bed every two nights. And, you know, yeah. they, they have that Maslow's hierarchy taken care of, you know, they're, they're clothed and sheltered and they feel safe in their environment. And so then it just becomes an adventure to them. We're mm-hmm. going on vacation. We're going on a new adventure. But mm-hmm. they always know I can come back to my room. I can come back to my bed and my blanket and my toys and my friends at school. Yes. So I think that balance it and and being located independent you know if we want to take longer trips two weeks or three weeks we have that ability because mm-hmm. they're still in preschool so they can miss school or we can take homework with us and our work of course travels with us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes love it so your your work is only business to business it's not um business to consumer at all correct correct only business to business. However, I have helped a number of consumers here in the area and back in the U.S. find Mm -hmm. housing that a local real estate firm has recently asked would I join their team. So at that point, I will be sure to share that information and any listeners um, who are interested in exploring this area, they can uh, look out for me. Absolutely. So what I'll do is I can put whatever information you want me to put in the show notes so that um, if somebody is looking to find property in Penang, Malaysia, or you said in the States as well? Correct. Feel free to reach out to me. Okay. Is there any other way that listeners can support you and your work? You know what? Sharing your experiences. Feel free to contact me. I've lived my life by trying to figure out, hey, what's my next dream and going after it. So Mm -hmm. you can always reach me at dreamdrivenarea at yahoo.com. And I would love to be able to connect with your listeners and, and talk about what's on their minds. And if there's any way that I can support them, uh, be it for fun and family or in consultation on the, the ways to go about starting your own business, particularly if it's a minority-owned business and working with governments and contracts, I would be happy to do that. Yes. Okay, great. So I will put that information in the show notes as well. I really, really appreciate your time today, Don. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Wanda. Uh, This has been a wonderful experience. Mm. And I hope that maybe if I can motivate one person, just as someone has motivated me, Mm -hmm. then I can feel like, hey, a job well done today. Like you didn't have enough to do, but yes, come through inspiration. (laughs) Come come through inspiration. (laughs) Well, thank you again. And um, yeah, I really appreciate your time. Awesome. Have a great day and go out there. Go get them, black women that travel. We can do this. <laughs> All right. Take care, Don. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.